Welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to the Messy Walk Podcast, everybody. We are super excited to be with you guys for the past two episodes. And going into this episode, we've been going over uh, three principles, and there's probably more, but three main principles of obedience. Um, If you haven't listened to 15, we talked about the topic of bold obedience always triggers opposition, and we're going through the book of Acts, like the beginning chapters of Acts explaining this. five or so, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And also for episode 16, uh, we talked about bold obedience releases God's miracles, and that was a really, really fun one. I love that one. There's yeah. some personal stories in that one that, you know, and just, uh, I just think we have to be reminded that uh, we we serve a miracle working God. He ain't mm-hmm. done. He's still working. And For sure. if we'll obey, we'll see him. Exactly. You know? And today we're going to be going into the topic of bold obedience always requires faith. Yeah. There's sort of a build up here, you know, so you've got to understand that there's opposition. That mm-hmm. was episode 15 or whatever. And then. You've got to know that when you obey and you face the opposition, but you also will see God come through. Um, and then you've got to know, we've got to know that if we're going to have bold obedience, it's going to always require faith. Like God God is not placing something in you to obey that you know everything that's going to happen with it, right? You don't know. And so it requires this element of faith. Um, and last week, where we where we understood this whole miracles thing was we saw in verse 19 of chapter 5 in Acts, we saw um, Luke record that these angels just popped up and busted the guys out of jail, right? And, and, and Luke records it in such a way that it's just like, yep, some angels showed up. You know, it was like he expected it. It's like he wasn't surprised by the miracles of God, which was huge, right? Um, and then... Going into this next one, knowing that bold obedience requires faith, comes from the very next verse. And so they get busted out, um, but every single time God prompts you to do something, it's going to require faith to do it. No matter what miracles you've seen prior, right? So no matter what has happened before, it's going to require faith for that next step of obedience, whatever it is. And so the the angels come and bust them out. And then in verse 20, here's what happens. Um, it says, the angel tells them, go and stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life, all the words of Jesus, all the words of what it means to follow Jesus. Go right back out, busting you out of jail, go right back out before and start speaking. And in case you weren't paying attention to what's going on in the scripture, basically the angel just said, go back and do what got thrown you in jail twice. Mm-hmm. Go back and do the exact same thing that you were doing before that got you thrown into jail. Go back and do what the people who have the authority to kill you told you not to do. Go do it anyway. Right? So just go right back, do it all over again. Uh, and, and that's just what's happening here. And so there's this faith that has to happen right there in that moment, right? Um, because what, what, I, what I usually do, I don't know about you guys, but when I feel God telling me, don't do this, when I see some obedience, right, whatever it comes from, we'll talk about this today, the different places where you would need to obey, I want to know details. I want to know what's going to happen next. Like you can almost see where these guys would be like, 
okay, we'll go back out and do that. But are we going to go back to jail again? Or is that all over with now? And we've already done that. Or is this going to work this time? And we're not going to get arrested. Like I typically want a bunch of details every time. So when God, when God says obey, I don't know about you, but I find myself going, well, what's going to happen if I do? Right. I mean, can you give me a little sign, God, that this is going to go in the right direction? And can you? But I need, I need to. <laughs> but I, I need, you know, I need to check this. But I need to know more about right, this. Just, just give me just a little bit more. I mean, just a little bit more. If you just kind of tell me what's going on, if if you can give me a clear vision of what's going to happen, and I can get just a few of those details, then it'll be no problem obeying. But God knows that we can't handle the details. We can't handle the details. We cannot handle them. And I've seen this happen so many times in my life with what God's called me to obey. Like, I'll give you, I think, one of the biggest ones ever, this sort of big moment where um, God said, do this. And that was us planting and starting union. When he said, do it, um, I wanted details. But God knew that I couldn't handle the details. If he would have given me, this is this is this might hurt some feelings, um, if he would have given me the details of planting union, I would not have planted it. I would have ran away um, because the details have been pretty gory at different times. There's just been some some stuff. I mean, it, like if I would have known the the hate, if I would have known the the heartache. Oh my gosh, the heartache! If I'd have known how hard it would be in certain relationships, you know, relationships that would not have, that would have fallen apart during this course of this, um, family members that I'm that no longer speak to me, um, you know, relationships, friendships that have been lost and, and, uh, uh, financial sacrifice. I mean, I just throw stuff out all day. If I'd have known those details, I wouldn't have done it. I would not have. And I think God knows that about us. He knows if he shows you details, then he won't do it. So it requires this faith. Uh, it, you know, it requires us to actually do it. You just, you just kind of, you just have to do what God leads you to do and, and leave the details up to him. Right. Yeah. Follow and obey, obey God. Uh, Charles Stanley says this. I don't know if you guys know who Charles Stanley is, but Charles Stanley has been a preeminent pastor in America. Uh, um, He's got to be 90 years old now, so I would say for the last 100 years or so. Um, he is Andy Stanley's father. Um, Charles Stanley was the pastor of First Baptist Church Atlanta for years and years. He is one of the first pastors who kind of started the whole uh, television ministry stuff, um, You know, going using that medium to reach the masses. Phenomenal man of God. By the way, also born and raised in this area that we're from. Uh, yeah, really? born and raised in Axton, Virginia. All of you, yeah, all of you that are listening from Axton, um, out oh, towards the Martinsville area, and then uh, was actually uh, called to preach, called to go into ministry in Danville, and actually even pastored a church in this area um, before becoming literally one of the biggest, um, I, I would say, a juggernaut of Christian faith over the last hundred years. I mean, massive. Um, Charles Stanley says it like this. I heard him say this out of his mouth one time several years ago. I'll never forget it. He says, obey God and leave the rest to him. That's our job. We obey God and we leave the rest to him. That, all that's saying is the same thing I just said. You obey God and you leave the details to him. He's not going to give you the details because he knows that we can't handle the details. That's why it requires faith. You have to trust that he's going to. He said do it. That's all I need to know. Right? I just need to obey. And then he'll handle the details that comes. And so you've just got to obey God and do what God leads you to do and leave the details, leave the rest up to him. Um, 
and and to me that is such a important thing that I forget every day. I forget constantly, especially coming from me. So some of you will be like me, some of you won't be. That's cool. Um, but I'm one of those people who uh, really struggle with having to have my brain wrapped around everything. Like I have to, I got to know it all. I got to get it all. And I'm going to fight till I get it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I have gotten away from the arrogance to think that I can. Um, so I know that I really can't, but I still have this sinful nature pushing me to always know the answer. Right. Does that make any sense? Like before, yeah. you know. Yeah, I, I do the exact same. Yeah. You get, you want to wrap your head around it. You get to the edge and you're like, yeah. And you know, before, I have to know. Where, I, where I've seen myself grow in this is yeah. before it was, I have to know and I can know. I am capable. Mm, I can understand. It. Now I've gotten myself to a point where I'm like, no, I realize <laughs> that I am not as smart as I think I am, that I don't have everything together like I think I do, and that there's things that I'm not going to understand, that I am finite and God is infinite. Um, but I'm still sinfully trying to always understand the details. Sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes that's just searching for knowledge and searching for wisdom. And then a lot of times for me, it creeps over into sinfulness of not really searching for wisdom. I just want to know it all. And so, um, but I, I don't think that I'm capable of it anymore, but I still find myself trying to do that constantly, um, wanting to know all the details of stuff. So my, my particular personality, um, this principle of obedience is constantly coming up for me. So as we've talked through these three principles, this is the one I struggle with most. So before it was not understanding that opposition is going to come with obedience. And then it was also forgetting or doubting that God was capable of miracles and that they were tied to my obedience. I'm getting better at both of those where I still tend to struggle at is this idea that, um, anytime I obey, it's going to have to require faith that it's not just based on what I've known from the past but it's also based in trusting that God is in charge and it can handle the details in the future. And I don't have to know about all that so I can arrange it in some way to make it work out when I obey. That bold obedience is going to require me to have faith every time. God is not going to put something in front of you that's going to require obedience that is not also require faith. He's building those two things in you, and they work together like a cycle. Right. When you obey, your faith increases. As your faith increases, you obey more. Right. It's just how it goes. But neither one of those get easier. They're growing. Right. Mm. They're, they're growing through all of that. And, and if you think about it, what he's doing is he's, he's growing us to be more like the Savior that has saved us. He's growing us to look more like Jesus. And um, uh, Jesus's obedience uh, didn't require less faith the more he walked. It required more. Right. So, I mean, as you walk to the cross, don't you think that requires some significant faith. I really do. Right. It, it requires significant faith and belief um, in who God is and that God is in control and that God's plan is the plan. There is no other plan. Right. And so that, that we were submitting ourselves to God's will all the time. And so he's making us more and more like, like Christ. He's in growing our faith, but he's also growing our obedience. And those two things go together. And so faith is one of those things that uh, is going to be required to obey. It's going to be required. And we know, you know, we see this play out in our lives a lot, too. Um, I was thinking about this just yesterday. Graham and I hadn't talked about this part, but, you know, that my kids obey what I tell them to do, and then they see that I, that we were right. But then the next time it comes up or next situation or as they grow older, 
they still it ends up they still end up having to have some more faith in who we are and what we say right it doesn't just be because well one time i did i obeyed what mom and daddy said and it all worked out right they knew what they were doing so i just trust here from ever on out and i'm good to go it doesn't work that way it requires some faith in those moments as they grow and get older these new steps of obedience require faith just like the other ones did and so it begins to grow you're never going to have obedience happen without faith it would have taken those guys some serious faith to go right back out and do the same thing that got them thrown in jail and that god had to do a miracle to get them out of jail right it required faith it has always going to be faith involved i mean when we are talking about this podcast what we are talking about is this overall is that our walk with jesus our faith walk is a messy one because it's always growing. It's never there fully, right? Mm. We're talking about a sanctification process mm. that is over time, it just continues to grow. And you're going to, I think, until the day you die, you're going to be faced with multiple moments every single day of, I need to obey God in this. Mm. And then that is going to require every day until you die in increasing in your faith, that your faith is going to have to grow and increase. It's going to require faith to be able to obey. It requires it. Um, if if you can obey without faith, it's probably not really obedience, I don't think. And so obedience requires faith. You must have this kind of faith. And when we start talking about these things, um, you you may need a jump-off point. You know, You may need a spot. I teased this, I think, in the last episode. You may need a spot where you can start obeying God, you know, because sometimes people are like, okay, well, I want to obey God. Let me just wait for the next humongous thing for him to say to me, and then I'll obey what he says. Um, if you need a start, you, I'm going to wait for yeah. a Pharaoh <laughs> yeah, yeah. and a, a Red Sea. And yeah, yeah, I'm going to yeah, wait for those yeah, big yeah. moments. If you need a place to start obeying, which we all do, mm-hmm. just start with the word. Mm-hmm. Obey God's word. Just obey that word of God. Scripture tells us that the word is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. It means that you're only going to see a few feet ahead, right? And so you obey this word that is going to lead you into, uh, you know, it requires faith. It's going to lead you into actually following in his path. And so when he says it's a light unto our path, it means that it's like a lamp being held down near your feet. Mm. Think of it as like a modern day flashlight. You can't see but so far ahead. And so, but if you obey the word, it is keeping you on this obedience path, but you're not still not going to see but so far in front of you. Because if you saw everything in front of you, you wouldn't do it, right? If you saw what every step was going to look like, you would see the ones that are uh, hard. You would see the ones that were, you know, difficult that are going to cause problems or they're going to be issues. They're they're not going to be this nice little stepping stone. They're going to be this something you're going to step on. It's going to hurt your foot. You know, you wouldn't do it. Um, It's like going back to the whole plant and church thing. I I wouldn't have done it. I I guarantee you I wouldn't have done it if I would have known what was going to happen. It required faith in those Mm -hmm. moments that God's going to be in control. And if you need a place to start, start with God's word. Mm -hmm. Start right there. Start with the fact that most of the obedience that you're going to do is going to be in God's word. Begin just obeying God's word. There's so many things, too, that you can apply that to. As you're reading through Scripture or you understand principles that are there in Scripture, maybe it's not just reading through it. Maybe it's I know that Scripture requires 
that the word says I need to forgive. Mm. And so I'm going to obey that. I'm going to obey that. It's going to require faith to forgive because you're going to have to trust that God is in control of the details um, and that you don't necessarily know what's going to happen yeah. when you forgive. That when you know when you forgive, you're opening yourself up. It's a vulnerable spot, and you've got to trust that if the word tells me to forgive, then I'm going to forgive, and I'm going to have faith that the word is leading and guiding my path. Um, and if the word is leading and guiding my path, then I'm going to get where I need to go, no problem. But I'm not going to know all those steps along the way. Um, so I think you got to start off kind of reading God's word. When we talk about this whole concept of obedience, a good summary statement would be when you boldly obey, you will face opposition, and it will take faith to walk through this thing, and your faith will often be met with God's miracles. That's the whole idea of obedience. When you boldly obey, you're going to face opposition, and it's going to take faith. You're going to have to have faith to keep stepping forward in obeying God. But when you do that, your faith in God, your obedience in God is going to release God's miracles. You're going to see God provide, move, guide your path in a supernatural way. Um, and most of that obedience just kind of starts with the word. So I would just tell you right now, um, you don't get hung up right now sitting here trying to go, all right, well, what is God telling me to do? Let me obey. Just open up the word and obey what the word says. There's right? a me and Adam both really like this group. They're called Beautiful Eulogy. Love Beautiful Eulogy. Go check them out. They Love are them. a theological rap group. Yes, they are incredible. Theological so, rap. Who knew that existed? <laughs> I actually love it, um, and I wish there was more of it. I find myself constantly looking for more stuff, more artists like them, mm-hmm. and it's really hard for me to find any. Um, they're incredible, right? Yeah. Yeah, and incredible. It is, there's, I can't remember what, I think it's, it's the song Symbols and Signs. Yes, and it is. Symbols a, and signs. Yep. It's so good. And there's a um there's a, another dude that sings it with them or whatever, but there's a part in it and he's like, you know, we're all sitting around waiting for like a leaf to fall or all this stuff, like to see like some mystical sign when we literally can open up God's diary. Yeah. Like I mean, we have it written right here. Like why are we looking for all these external things to confirm like when I can go read God's yeah. word and obey. Yeah, that. we're looking for a leaf to fall, waiting yeah. for a sign, looking for a leaf to fall, saying it's God, when literally we are holding God's diary, mm. right? And, and here's the thing. If you're looking for God's will in your life, the word will show it to you because the word is not some instruction manual for our lives, and the word is not um, a story about us, mm. right? It, it's, yeah. it's God. It's about God. Yeah. You know, it's him. And so if you want to know his will, if you want to follow his will, if you want to obey him, right, all you got to do is open up the word and do what the word's saying. Do the principles, do the main things, do these big pieces through the word. Like we were we were in a series recently um, where we were teaching through uh, a particular chapter in the book of Proverbs. I mean, you could just go into Proverbs and get little teeny little nuggets. I mean, just one verse and go, I'm going to obey this. This little principle I'm going to obey. You know, where, and there's so many of them. There's there's tons of those little nuggets of wisdom in there, and all they are is just ways that you can be obedient to God. Like yeah. God says, treat people like this. God says, act like this. 
God says, pursue these things. God says, don't pursue these things. You know, God says you shouldn't be getting drunk, right? So just obey that. Don't get drunk. You know, I mean, that's, that's where most of the obedience is going to lie is in God's word. Um, but it's, it's profound, man. It's, it's so huge um, to understand how obedience works. Yeah. If you obey, you're going to face opposition. It's a guarantee, right? It's going to happen. And it's going to require faith. But if you'll step out in that faith, what's going to end up happening is is that through that step of faith and obedience, God's miracles are going to happen. And he is going to guide your path further and where he wants you to go. Um, but you ain't going to get no details. I mean, you just need to be prepared. Like, I pray to God all the time for, all right, God, I know you want us to do this as a church. I know we need to make this call. Tell me what's going to happen when we do. <laughs> and he'll be like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you what's going to happen. It's this, it's this thing of, it's almost like it's a mixture between trust me and do what I say. Hmm. That, that's faith and obedience there together, by the way. Right? The faith is trusting in him. The obedience is do what I say. We need a combination of both of those as we hmm. walk. Right? Yeah. I think about that with my kids all the time. Like I told myself I was never going to be the parent. Because my daddy did this to me, right? And those things that your dad did to you, your mom did to you that you hated, you usually say, I ain't never doing that to my kids. And so my dad would say to me all the time, because uh, I said so, right? Because mm-hmm. I told you to. And I swore, I was like, I'm never going to use that with my kids. I'm never going to say because I told you to. Now I love to do it. I look for moments to do it. Like I'll do it even though I could give them a reason just because I want to. Like, I, you know, and I find myself doing it not even realizing it's like, because I told you to do it. We ain't got time to sit around me and tell you all these reasons why, right? Uh, because then if I do that, you're just going to question it. We're never going to get anywhere. You just don't do what I tell you to do. And then you're going to see after you do what I tell you to do that I know what I'm talking about. Right, and you're going to want to do what I tell you to do more. But then there's this moment of that they got to do what I tell them to do, but then they also got to trust. So just recently, this is off subject, but not really. It's on subject. It's just a story. <laughs> a couple of days ago, we were fooling with this. Uh, uh, we have an old, old home. Um, I mean, like 200-year-old home. And you so really? we have, yeah, it's out in the sticks. It's old country house. It's awesome. But I also have all these outbuildings because old country houses had a bunch of barns and all this stuff. I've torn some of them down over the years and stuff like that. But I got, I've got several of them. We've got this one barn, and I replaced the roof on this barn 15 years ago. And I never put the roof cap on it, which is the piece that goes at the top of the roof, which keeps makes the water actually flow down the roof instead of going in the middle of the building, right? This is ridiculous. And so I procrastinated on doing this for forever. So it's been bad for the building. And my wife has been asking me, you know, for 15 years to put the roof cap on the building, and I haven't done it. So for Mother's Day this year, um, I decided that was going to be her Mother's Day present was going to be I was finally going to listen to her and put the roof cap on the building, which is probably too late. Don't be sending me a bunch of comments about this. I don't want to hear your roof stuff. But anyway, so I did. So me and Aiden get up there, put the roof cap on. He's up on top of this roof with me. It's really cool. And we get down. We're done. We're finished. We get off the thing. By the way, the woman was right because it only took like two hours. It would have been no big deal. Regardless. So I made sure I told her that for Happy Mother's Day as well. You were right. Happy Mother's Day. And so we're about to get off the roof. And I, I mean, I did this with my dad as a kid um, where we're standing on the edge. We're done. And I saw Aiden. I was like, don't climb down the ladder. Jump to me. I'll catch you. And this is my daredevil kid, right? This is the kid where 
he would jump off the roof if nobody was standing there, I thought. And so I'm like, jump off, I'll catch you. Jump off, I'll catch you. And this boy starts losing his mind. He starts crying, Daddy, I can't do it. I can't do it. You know, I just, oh. He's scared. And I'm like, finally, I'm like, do what I tell you to do. Jump off this building, right? And then I said, you know that I'm not going to let you get hurt. You know I'm going to I'm going to make you make sure that you're safe. And then my, what I end up saying to the kids is like, you know I'm not going to let you get hurt because I'm going to have to pay for it if you get hurt, and I don't want to pay for it. So you know, but 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 it was this moment of me sitting there going, do what I tell you to do, mm-hmm. obey me right now. Yeah. And I was reminding him, when have I ever let you get hurt before? You're going to be okay. It was like this. I was reminding him, you can have faith in me. You can trust me. But he was in this conundrum. He was in this spot of I need to do what my dad says. But I, it's going to take faith for me to believe that he's going to catch me. Mm-hmm. And uh, he didn't. After a little while, I just gave up. I let him climb down the ladder, and it was over with. You know what's funny, though, is about two hours later, my little boy comes up to me and says, I wish I would have trusted you and jumped off that roof. And I said, I do, too, because it would have been awesome. You would have loved it. And then I said to him, no joke, then I said to him, there'll be another opportunity. It'll come up again, right? We'll be on some roof somewhere else. You'll come again. And man, it was just such a cool moment. And I didn't even think about that until we're sitting here talking about this podcast. Like, yeah. this is all happening like right now. That's cool. And I was sitting here going, oh, what, a, what an example. That's exactly what it's like. That there mm-hmm. is, there's obedience where we got to do what he says do. And then it's going to require faith. We're going to trust that, that he's in control. He's got it. He's going to take care of me. He always has it. It's his plan. And then when we don't, there's still going to be other times where we're going to have another opportunity to do it. So yeah. if you found yourself right here sitting going, man, I'm aiding on the roof. I'm, I, you know, I didn't do it. I didn't obey. God's going to give you some other opportunities because it's all about growing your faith. And so it's going to require obedience and faith together. Do what, do what he tells you to do and trust in him, believe in him, have faith that it's all going to work out. Um, and when that, when that happens, some pretty cool stuff happens. Yeah. When that happens, you got a story to tell your kids about how you jumped off the roof and your daddy caught you, right? Um, you know, you release these cool things that only God can do. Um, but yeah, start with the word. I don't know. I got off track with that subject. I don't know where to go next. So I'm looking at notes trying to figure out <laughs> where to go next. And we're recording too. There's That's a camera on this episode. Hold up. Let me find where we're going. Um, but yeah, start yeah. obeying God's word there. It's important. Um, if you look at the next verse, so only the first part of 21. So remember, the, in Acts 5, the, the angels come in and break them out. Luke is not shocked by this. He just records it because you're supposed to expect miracles. And then what he tells them to do is he tells them to go back and do the exact same thing again, right, that they did to get them to throw them in jail. So that requires faith. They have to have faith. Watch what they do next. The very first verse of 21 says, And when they heard this, they entered the temple and began to pe- begin at daybreak to teach. This is huge. So Angel says, go do the exact same that got thing that got you thrown in jail multiple times. And what they do is they don't delay. Hmm. It says they do it at daybreak, which means they bear, they didn't even wait for anybody to wake up. They just start as soon as the sun comes up, they're in place and ready to go. They don't delay at all, right? It, 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 God said do it. They didn't just say okay. They don't delay in it. They don't sit around waiting and thinking and processing. It's just like, all right. Game on, and then we're going to obey. And so the fact that it's talking about it happening at daybreak is letting you know 
that they did not delay. Hmm. And this is a cool principle that we need to understand because I think most of the time our obedience is delayed obedience, but delayed obedience isn't obedience. Delayed obedience is disobedience. When we delay in obeying, we're really being disobedient because the key is is to obey then, not sit around thinking about it and delay it and do it years later. Right? doesn't mean that when we finally do it, we're not obeying, but what it means is that we've been disobeying all along as we've delayed it. And so it's the same thing. Delayed obedience is disobedience, and um, partial obedience is really disobedience. Doing half of what you're told, told or a piece of what you're told right, is disobedience. Reading the Word and understanding what it says about forgiveness, as an example, and doing part of that, but not doing the whole part of it, mm-hmm. is disobeying the whole thing, yeah. right? It's all disobedience. And so you can't have delayed obedience and you can't have partial obedience. Those two things don't exist. Delayed obedience is not obedience. It's disobedience. Partial obedience is not obedience. It's disobedience. And so whenever God prompts you, and specifically what his word says, you obey completely and you obey immediately, mm-hmm. no matter what. Right? So it's, it's I'm going to obey everything he says. It's not partial. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do it now, right? I'm and, not going to delay it. And you were given an example in our meeting the other day, like if you asked your child, Aiden, yes, to do something, and he partially did it, yeah, you would, you would obviously, no, you're in trouble. Go clean your room. Yeah. Partially cleaned your room. Yeah. That's not fully. You didn't do what I said. Do hmm. it's not. You didn't obey. You'd or if be you like, did it two days later, yeah, you'd be like, but I did it. I don't care. You didn't do what I said. That's not obedience, right? You, you know, that happens a lot with you know we're raising a teenager now too, and. Um, that happens a lot with our older one where, you know, we'll say do something and then three days later she'll kind of halfway get around to it and then she wants kind of credit for it. And I'm like, uh, no, you were told to do that three days ago. And then you didn't even halfway do it. You know, that we, we understand that principle when it comes to being parents, when it comes to, uh, even being, even being a manager, even working for people, if you have people that work for you, mm-hmm. you're leading people in your workplace. You know exactly what I mean when I say that delayed obedience is disobedience and partial obedience is disobedience. You know exactly what I mean. you got to apply that principle to God. Same thing with us raising kids. We know what that means. Mm-hmm. We know that you didn't really obey if you halfway did what was told or if you did it four days later. Mm-hmm. So we need to apply that same principle to what it means to obey God. Yeah. If, if obeying God means we do it like he says it, when he says it, we do it l- what he tells us to do, Immediately, right? So as you're reading through the Word, talking about starting there and obeying the Word, and you read something in the Word and it tells you what to do it, obedience is you doing it then. you starting it right then, not delaying and you know halfway doing it. or you know This is a part that we have, um, this whole partial obedience thing is a, is a problem we have as Christians, where we pick out certain pieces of the Scripture to obey and then we ignore other parts. You know, we pick out certain stuff, and then the rest of it, we're like, oh. We call that thin Bibles. <laughs> yes, it's very thin Bibles. I mean, you know, you, you, can't, you can't just ignore, you can't ignore, um, you can't love and take and make t-shirts out of John 3.16. For God so loved the world, he gave his only son, right? You know, it's this wonderful verse that I'm saved, and I, he's got me. And, um, and then ignore where Jesus says, um, if you put your hand to the plow and look back, you're not fit for the kingdom of God. Right? Or the following verse after uh, yes, yes. After 15. 
I mean, literally talks about condemnation. Absolutely, like they, no one mentions it usually. You, you know, listen, you you can't take John three sixteen. It says, oh, 16, you know, sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah, that God loves the world. You know, that God loved everybody, yeah. and so He gave Jesus for you, so that you could be saved, and then turn around and ignore that He says, when you start following Me, you don't look back, you mm-hmm. don't go backwards, you're following Me. That there's there's the, the old world is dead behind you. There's a new world in front of you. That's mm-hmm. what He's talking about, yeah. right? Yeah, you can't ignore that stuff. And so that, to me, is how we tend to see this whole partial obedience thing play out as it's it's disobedience. And so you can't do that. What they do in this verse is it's immediate. It's daybreak. It's first thing. We're doing exactly what you tell us to do. They have to have faith to do it because you know, they were just told not. They basically were told by the people that could kill them that they're going to kill them if they do this again. And so they had to have faith and trust that God was – going to come through and protect them just like he always has. Or if they do end up dying because of it, that God's in control anyway. And that's a tough one, hmm. right? So that whatever happens next, God's in control no matter what. And to me, you you don't get there without full obedience, right? Not halfway and not delayed. Um what ends up happening with these guys is uh, they do exactly what's told, and because of their obedience, what ends up happening is those same leaders end up bringing them in, and they unleash on them. They go to town on them, right? And then they end up in this moment where they know they're in big trouble, and what they end up saying is, we, be- we have to obey God, not men. So we hear you, and we're going to be respectful. They're respectful. Yeah. And they tell them, hey, don't teach in this name of Jesus. Matter of fact, that this council, they don't even say the name of Jesus. They say, and you can look this up if you want to. It's in Acts 5, 27, 28, 29. They say, um, hey, look, you're not allowed to teach in that name anymore, hmm. right? They don't, say, they don't say the name Jesus. They go, wow. that name. And their response back is, we have to obey God, not obeying men. Hmm. And what you see here from that is that they firmly believe in Jesus. They have serious, strong belief here. They have incredible faith in this moment. And boldness is behavior that's born out of that incredible faith, incredible belief. We we speak boldly about what we believe boldly. We are going to move towards what we really believe. And this is not an option. It's like a must. Like we tend to speak. No, we don't tend to. We speak boldly about whatever we believe deeply. And so as we believe deeply in something, as that faith is there and it grows, then we behave boldly about uh, out of what we be, what we believe very deeply. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that when it comes down to understanding all this stuff, we've got to know that um, – obedience is this constant thing over and over again. Like it's not just, it's not just one big thing. Hmm. You know what I mean? You remember when we were talking about this recently, Graham? Yeah. Um, I'm going to put the Bible down. You guys might be able to hear it because it's giganto. It's not a thin one at all. Like Graham was talking about a minute ago. <laughs> it's a monster. <laughs> uh, weighs like 10 pounds. <clears throat> Where we get hung up sometimes is we think that obedience to God is these couple of big things that he tells us to do in our lives. And that's not really the case. Um, yes, there's obedience involved in that. Yes, those are huge monster moments. But they're not the foundation of being obedient to God. Um, 
how, we talked about this recently in mm-hmm. just a some sort of way we could understand this visual, right? Because we've kind of gone through the three and the the examples you gave was the we listen to the word, right? Read what the word says, obey that. The Holy Spirit prompts, yeah, prompts us. the Holy Spirit in multiple ways, and there, that's like putting the seatbelt on exactly on last episode. And then there you have moments like Adam. Plant a church. Plant a church, yeah. So let's just be real right now. I've only got like two or three things that I could point to you where they were these monster huge things that God said do. Mm-hmm. Like undeniable, must do them, must obey, and they're monster huge and they've changed my life. It's only a couple of them. You know, like, for example, plant this church, right? Monster one. I would even say that the call to ministry was one of those. And then to plant the church was one, but all the other places that I've gone, like as God's called me to go to, you know, a different church over the years until we planted this one, none of those I would classify as one of those moments. Mm-hmm. It's just been a couple of these really just big, massive. You're going to do this. I'm telling you to do it, and then this moments where I go, okay, right, and I obey. There's only a couple. They're not the foundation of it. So when we're talking about this, and we're talking about what obedience looks like. Think about a um, food pyramid. Everybody knows a food pyramid, right? Um, you know, you got taught that in school. Matter of fact, me and Aiden just did a school project on this the other day. Think about a food pyramid. A food pyramid is you've got the stuff that's the base of the food pyramid that are really where you should spend your time and energy, where most of the where most of the, the stuff comes from that you're going to live, like your nutrients, all those things come from. So the base of the food pyramid is um, uh, vegetables. Fruits actually aren't in that one. They're one above. Vegetables and then like um, non-fat proteins, like good proteins. That's the base. That's where all your nutrients need to come from, where you need to spend your time eating. You need a lot of vegetables. You need a lot of non-fat protein type stuff, low-fat proteins. And then you build up. And as the pyramid builds, the sections get smaller, right? And so the next section up has got your fruits in it, and it starts to include some dairy and some other protein and stuff like that, right? And then as you go up further, you start to get to your breads and your pastas, and that little spot of the pyramid is small. And then at the very, very top, you've got sweets and junk food and all that stuff. What the pyramid's saying is is that what's going to form your – what should form your basis of how you're going to eat healthy, um, how you should eat, what's going to form what you eat is – small amounts towards the top, big amounts at the bottom, right? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So eat less of what's at the top, more of what's at the bottom. I think these acts of obedience kind of play out the exact same way. So for me, these few little really big things, they're at the top. They're not, that's not formulating all of your obedience. Most of your obedience is not formulated by those things. So if you're sitting here right now going, God's never told me to plant a church. I can't tell you what those few big things are. Don't worry. They'll come along. You're going to have a few of those in your life, but they're not going to be the majority of your obedience. Yeah. The majority of your obedience, the, the vegetables and the low-fat proteins of your obedience are going to be God's word. So the bottom of this, if we're talking about an obedience pyramid, the bottom of the pyramid where you spend all your time, where you are eating as much as you can, is the obedience in God's word. That's where most of it sits. Then right above that, that starts to get a little bit smaller, is the Holy Spirit. Right, these promptings of the Holy Spirit in your life, these little things that, of course, they're going to add up to the Word. Of course, they're all going to be in line with that, but they're 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 not necessarily what's forming day to day everything. They're these small little promptings that happen. Some of them are big, some of them are small, you know. <clears throat> but that's like the next level up. 
what's at the tip top of this pyramid is these big, big moments, these big, huge things. And so don't think that your obedience is found at the top of the pyramid. It's not. It's found in the foundational pieces of the pyramid, which is God's word. Hmm. That's where the real obedience is happening. So think about in your life, if you're, if you're trying to visualize this right now, think about this pyramid and think about the base of it there is God's word, what God's word says to do. You're going to spend most of your obedience time there. That's the foundation. That's where almost all of your daily obedience is going to happen. There's going to be a few little moments. They're going to be like cupcakes or honey buns. I'm trying to think of the things that I would put at the top of my pyramid. Donuts, mm. right? Um, like there's, you know, stuff like that. There's going to be a few of those in your lifetime, and they are going to be awesome and sweet and very hard, mm. right? They're going to be unforgettable, mm. but they're not the foundation of obedience. Yeah, most of your obedience is found in daily application. And obeying God's word. Hmm. That's the foundation of it. And so don't sit around thinking about, well, I just got to wait for God to tell me something next and then I'll obey. No, that's not how it works. We obey God's word. We start there. Um, and then we move sort of into these voices of the Holy Spirit in our daily lives, little stuff all the time. Then we build up towards these big, big moments that you won't forget. Hmm. Most of my Most of our obedience to the word We'll actually forget it, right? Not to say that we'll forget, you know, the principle or anything like that. I mean, we almost even forget we're doing it. Um, like we forget that when we read the word, we're actually obeying the word. It's a principle of obedience. We forget that when we pray, we're being obedient. Hmm. We're obeying the word, right? We forget those things. Um, we forget that when we forgive or when we decide I'm going to let something go, I'm not going to make a big deal out of this. I'm going to. I'm going to treat somebody nice that treated me bad. We're being obedient in those. Hmm. But we're really only just obeying the word, what the word tells us to do. There's these smaller things, and that's the foundation of your obedience. And so you gotta you got to hang out in there and know that um, all of what you're going to really build your faith on is going to be these small acts of obedience, most of it coming from the word, most of it. And then I do believe that as faith builds, <clears throat> excuse me, and as faith grows, that you'll have certain moments that'll be a little bit, you know, different than that. Mm. These these out loud kind of big things God calls you to do, um, that aren't necessarily tied to just daily obedience in the Word. Right? I mean, I think that that planting a church is in the Word. Right? So I think it's there. But the call for me and my family and, and our you know several of the people that did it with us, the call for us to do it specifically and personally, that wasn't just found in daily obedience to the word. That was this thing that God said. Um, but the foundation of obedience to get to that point anyway was obeying what the word says. And then on top of that, obeying what the Holy Spirit says, you know, and doing what the Holy, these little things that the Holy Spirit leads you to do. And so that's kind of what that, that's what I think the pyramid kind of looks like. You know, I think the pyramid has has three pieces, really. And the big middle section is the Holy Spirit, right, where it's some smaller stuff, and then as it gets a little bit, it gets taller, there's some, some bigger stuff in there. And then the base is obedience to God's Word, and the tip of the top is these obedience to these, you know, I'd call them like watershed moments, like, mm. you know, 
God is speaking to me moments right here, right now. I know I need to do this, this, and it's big and it's life changing. And it, you know, it, there's some, there's a profound moment where I go, I heard God, you know, I know God said, do this. Yeah. That's the tip top. I don't think there's that many of those. I think that the rest of them are found in obeying the Holy Spirit and then primarily in obeying what God word, God's word said. So if you're looking for somewhere right now to sort of exercise and practice obedience, most of that obedience in your life is going to happen in God's word. So start there. That's your daily place. What does his word say do? Obey that. And you're still, it's still going to release God's miracles. And it's still going to end up having um, you know, some opposition that comes from it. And it's still going to require faith to obey those things. You can't tell me doing what Jesus tells you to do about forgiveness doesn't require some faith. Hmm. You know, it's, it, the, the principle still applies, whether we're talking about some big moment or just obeying God's word. The, the principle's still there. All those three principles of obedience are still there. But don't get hung up on it has to just be these three big things God's going to say to me, and I don't feel like God's leading me to do that. God never told me to plant a church, Adam. He never told me to do this. Well, I think some of those things are going to come, but focus your time instead on this daily walk of obedience with God, and it and it does the same thing. Hmm. It, it releases miracles too, yeah, and it requires faith, and it builds faith. Um, so that's all I got. It's good. I'm tapped out. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it made sense. Yeah. Um, you know, to some level. But you know, let's just let's just stop for a second, Christians, and know that if we if we can grow our faith, if we if we allow God to grow faith in us, that's a better way to say it, mm-hmm. and we obey what he says, there's no telling what he'll do. Yeah. There's no telling what he'll do in your own personal relationships, in your own life, in the world around us, in our community. There's no telling. What what the world needs right now more than anything is obedient, faithful Christians. Hmm. Yeah. It's true. I think so. Wow. It's really good. It's really, really good. Well, thank you guys for joining us on um, episode 17. Yeah, thanks. Thank you so much, folks. I want you to know we're praying for you as well. And it's always good to hear from some folks that are listening. I, yeah. Quick shout out to um, some friends of mine that I did not know were listening who live in Georgia. Um, and they hit me up on uh, Facebook recently or whatever and was like, we're enjoying the podcast. Um, to the Turner family, uh, it's just cool to hear from you. And so we're just thankful that you would spend time doing this. But we're more thankful for your your walk with God, whether you're, hmm. whether, whether, whether you're getting some help for that walk through this podcast or somewhere else. Yeah. We're just we're just blessed to be a brother or sister in Christ with you. Yeah. So. Really we're really really thankful we're in the position to be able to share these kind of things with you guys and yeah. hopefully in future episodes we're hoping to uh actually gather some questions from our community Definitely. of listeners and be able to communicate with you guys through yep. answering those questions and diving into those and and whatnot. So we're excited for future episodes that we're we're planning out um, make sure to go and uh, follow us on facebook and instagram we have accounts on both of those platforms it's just the messy walk podcast we're also on spotify and apple Podcasts as well um and we are just again just very thankful that we have listeners and you guys sure. are so supportive so we appreciate it praying for you guys we love you guys absolutely see you next time see you bye thanks for joining us on the messy walk podcast with pastor adam cook 
Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a great week.